not 100. That was years ago. This is episode two. I'm going into the Wayback Machine. Um, No, welcome to the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. This is episode 262. It's Video Game Week, and my name is Steven Dutzman. I'm your host, as always, and I am joined... As always during video game week and most of the time during board game week, the princess of power, Amanda Farrow. How are you, my friend? Well, I'm a hell of a lot better hanging out with you than I was staring into the void. So this is great. I love I love being here. I love being here. This is the best. You're the best. And by here, well, I mean, I appreciate that. And you were not paid to say that. Here, we would say, not an ad. Here, we would say, trust me, we would disclose it because I have a business expert here and she will not let me get away (laughs) with not not disclosing it. Um, She's my ethicist. Is it it an ethicist? Can I call you an ethicist? You're like my, it's like you're my business. You're You're like my business conscience. I'm your business, Um, Jimmy Cricket. Yep, I'll take it. My business conscience uh, and my very best friend in the whole wide world. And so we are here. It is video game week. And boy, do we have some cool stuff to talk about. We have played some very good video games. Oh, we have. One of them that you're going to talk about, arguably the biggest Nintendo game of the year so far, maybe even the biggest game of the year of the year because we don't know what what Nintendo's doing. We'll have no idea until later this year. Uh, In June, which we'll talk about later. So, so we got like a month before we know, no. Um, So, and I played two indie games that I am very excited to talk about. And I know you love you some indie games. And one of them you are definitely going to play on your stream on an indie Friday, mainly because I have the channel points and I can make you play whatever indie game I want. <laughs> Everybody, before we go too much farther and go around the horn, uh, let's take a moment to say uh, here, this place that we are at is twitch.tv slash engagedfamilygaming. That is the house that we built. This is our uh, Twitch channel where I actually record all of my podcasts, save one. So... Today is Tuesday. We record this show every week on Tuesdays, alternating video games and board games. Every Monday is World of Warcraft Day. That's where myself, my friend Dana, who is another one of my very best friends in the whole wide world, who has not met Amanda, which is really interesting for me. It's like my my people are very siloed. We'll eventually fix that and have a mega episode where we'll have all the nerds on. And Thursday is the EFG show where myself and Jeff Walker from the frozen North come together. And that's our video game news show. Now, when I say news, I mean it with like a lowercase N. Like, As opposed um, to the uppercase N that we have on virtual economy. Correct. You guys have an uppercase N. For me, I just talk about like the hype video games that get announced or the funny stuff that gets I announced. I love it. And love it. we also make a huge point to talk with the chat and interact with everybody there. We play games. We do all sorts of silly stuff. It's all on Twitch. And then it all finds itself to the YouTube channel. Other housekeeping... Amanda, did you know we have new content up on our YouTube channel? A new series of videos that goes up Monday, Wednesday, Friday. What? Tell me more. I want to know more about that. It's called EFG Unpacking. Ooh. Um, and that is uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I open a pack of trading cards, be it magic Whoa, cards, dip. be it Pokemon cards. I've been trying to find a pack of basketball cards. Um, and I also, and this is something that I'm probably going to bring. I, my parents just told me, 
that in their basement is a giant box of like football cards from the 80s. And I'm thinking as a maybe like once I might do that and just roll through that and do it because I have no idea what is in there, Amanda. I have no clue. And so I might just like it could be some goodies. I would probably I mean, they're probably not in great shape, but you never know. So that's Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I have clearance from the general to purchase packs to allow me to do this. So right here is my bundle of Strixhaven. Ooh, we just School got one of, of those. Mages. Well, you got the booster box because you guys are cool. But um, I, I am terrified of the... By the way, each one of these videos is a pack and it's about 10 minutes long. I am terrified, terrified of the day that I have to open all 36 of those packs and record all those videos in, in a row because 36 times 10 minutes is many. That's a lot of minutes. Yes. And so we're doing strict saving right now. Attention Pokemon, if you want to send me some stuff because I'm not spending three times the price to unbox your cards that I don't play with. I really want I like if I Mike and I store. are very much so getting into magic. Nerds. We really are. I'm very excited about it. So Nerds. you can watch my unpacking videos and like and comment I will. and share. And, and well, I will, I will like subscribe. I will subscribe, like, and share and your videos. Slam that bell. I will. You're supposed to slam the bell. Enough housekeeping. Let's go around the horn. Amanda, Yo. you have been excited about this game since the day it was announced. And it finally came out last Friday. Did you even An get a minute to play hype it? monster. I know. You've been more hype about... Truthfully told, you've been more hype about this game than I have been. Not saying so that. tell me, Amanda, about yes. new Pokemon Snap. I will absolutely tell you about new Pokemon Snap and how it is almost exactly like old Pokemon Snap, but it's gorgeous. Is that a good so, thing? No, it's awesome. I, okay. I genuinely just wanted old Pokemon Snap with new Pokemon, new places to look at, and essentially the same mechanics. And I got that. I really did. So I haven't played as much of it as I would like because I'm in a content sprint right now with consulting and with work and stuff. Um but I ended up actually being able to play it on the train in Manhattan because I went to Manhattan three times last week. I don't know who I am, but that happened because okay. I'm vaccinated now. So apparently I just like go to Manhattan all the time, which I'm OK with because I spent a year and a year and a bit not being able to go there at all. Mm -hmm. this is so true. new Pokemon Snap is for those that don't know, it is technically a Rails. It's a Rails first person game. Now, it is a first-person shooter, but it is a first-person shooter with a camera. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the Pokemon company way back in the day was like, how do we do Pokemon but make it a first-person shooter? And then they made this. And then they made it better for new Pokemon Snap. So the conceit is you're at this research facility, you're going out in this pod, and you are on rails because you're taking a tour of of the trail whether that's during the during the day or during the night and your job is to capture interesting well-composed photos of pokemon it is not as easy as it sounds because you do have to take into consideration is this pokemon doing something interesting if it is i'm going to take a picture of it is this pokemon in an interesting pose cool i'm going to take a picture of it is this pokemon in decent lighting can i see its face is it centered cool i'm going to take a picture of it 
that's really hard to do when you're trying to like run around and take all the snapshots and being like, ah, I don't know this level yet. But thankfully, yep. they let you do the levels as many times as you'd like so that you can get the perfect shot if that's what you so choose. So sure. Pokemon Snap, new Pokemon Snap, is very similar to the Pokemon Snap that came out on the N64, just with graphical upgrades, some, mechan some mechanical differences, and with new Pokemon as well as, you know, like a new trainer or a new research assistant or whatever. Not much of a story, just, you know, you're in, you're taking pictures of Pokemon, you're having fun. No violence, no capturing, no battles, just interesting Pokemon behavior that you get to capture on a camera. And if you're really smart or and or fortunate, you would have picked up the printer that you can connect to your, what is it, to your Nintendo Switch, I believe. And there's an just, app. Yeah, there's, there's an, an app. app. That's what it is. There's an app. Oh, right. You got one. I forgot that you got one. So you can hook that up and you can print out your Pokemon Snap photos. Yep. And it's really cool. So anyway, lots to love about Pokemon Snap. Like, I am so excited. As soon as I'm done this content sprint, I'm just going to take like a, like a few days and do nothing but play Pokemon Snap and maybe stream it. Probably. Because that's my dream. My dream is to secretly become a Pokemon Snap streamer. I mean, is that really... Like, is that that doesn't strike me as a really bad thing. I think that also I think that's entirely possible. I think there's a there is a great hunger among the people for there's a mighty watching need. that game. There is a mighty need. So uh, hop right into that niche. Um, I so I will say this game is not for me and that's OK. I that's OK. I what I am is I'm really excited that it is that it exists. And I am really excited that people are happy for it and that people are playing it. Mm -hmm. Like that's really where I'm at is I'm more, I'm more excited about that than I am about, you know, playing it myself. I will probably take a turn at it eventually. Right. Yeah. Just to, just to say I did. Um, and, but for the most part, this is, I got it because all three of my kids have played it. All three of them really enjoy it. It is accessible in that, mm -hmm. like you said, if you need to redo a level and retake pictures, oh, yeah. you just I do did it like four times. I redid the first level like four times because I wasn't trying to be a perfectionist about it, but I wanted to see all of the different Pokemon. I missed a Hoot Hoot, you know? Yeah. And I wanted to make sure I got the Grookey. So yeah. I did no, that absolutely. first level like four times during the day. Yeah. And then I did another four times in the evening. And from what I have read, because since I wasn't going to play this one, I felt comfortable reading some of the reviews. I've been trying to avoid reviews before I play games <laughs> in the last handful of years, just because I, you know, I want to have my own opinions. But this one, I actually read That's a few specifically. I read friend of the show, Reb Valentine's review over at IGN. And one of the things she said is that she was really pleasantly. One of the things that pleasantly surprised her was that there was a lot of courses and yes. the, the day night cycle, just like doesn't just it doubles the number of courses but it's not like they did it in a lazy way and that the day and they night not. are very different experiences they're completely different which i saw a lot of people who before the game came out they're like oh well really there's only x number of courses because i know they say that it's x times two like i can't remember the numbers but i know they say it but it's just day and night and that's different i'm like well and now that i have seen it i'm like i get why you might have thought that 
in before you played it. But exactly. Like, come on. <laughs> um, so I am super excited. This is here. My kids love it. We have the printer. They are all getting used to the controls and getting used to the uh, taking pictures and using the the resnap mode, which is their photo mode. Mm-hmm. And the goal is to get some of these to the point where they can start helping. And we're probably going to start posting some of their pictures on our socials. because I think that would be fun. And, I want to see that. Um, I want to so see that on Insta. On, yeah, they're working on their on their levels and working on getting all the different doohickeys and gadgets so that they can make the Pokemon so do different good. stuff. And because I don't want to rush them into it, I want them to enjoy the game before it turns into a job. But once they've finished and enjoyed it, then they got to get to the content mines. Get to the words. It's time for the exactly get into the content mines, please and thank you. So, so that's new Pokemon Snap. This game, this is a game we will probably be revisiting. I also think this. It sounds like this is a game that is ripe for DLC because Ooh. it could just add more tracks. Mm-hmm. Tracks is not the right word, but it's also the right word all at the same time. No, it kind of is the right word. Like they're, I don't even want to call them levels because there's not really much to them. Um, settings. Yeah. The new, I mean, they could just add another couple of those and it really wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. I mean, people will buy it because it's Pokemans. So I I would hope they at least entertained the thought. Whether they do it or not, who knows? I hope they at least entertained it. I want to talk about a game that I played that you and I have no idea existed until I bought it and played it. And now we're talking about it. It's a game called Soko Bond. Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay. Sokobond is a puzzle game about chemistry. Okay. This was a game that was crafted by a bunch of puzzle nerds. And it was designed, essentially, you move atoms around on a grid in an attempt to create bonds and build molecules. Mm-hmm. And so... It starts, as all puzzles games do, very easily in that you have hydrogen and oxygen and you just got to move the hydrogen to the oxygen and you get hydrogen monoxide because you just got to connect the two of them, right? That's it. That's all you got to do. And literally all you're doing is your atom, whatever one you are, has a dotted outline so that you know Mm -hmm. that's the one you can control. And it'll have a circle around it for however many unbonded electrons are on it. So hydrogen has one unbonded electron. Ah. And so it'll have a little circle. And what you do is you have to bump it up against another. And and by bump it up against, I mean literally put it in the square adjacent to another atom that also has an an unbonded electron. And if you Mm -hmm. do... They bond, and so a straight line will form between them, at which point then you move the two of them around the grid. And so you have to make the correct shape. And, you know, they get, in general, the way the levels are designed, if you don't make it the correct shape, you can't complete the level. So you don't have to, like, there's no uh, way to fail it because you assembled them correct, incorrectly. It's, got it. You can't assemble it if you don't make it into the right shape. So in some level, if you know the, the shape it's supposed to be, uh, that kind of gives you the end result. 
Um, but that's like next level stuff. I did not know that. But eventually, I don't it think gives I would you either. A thing where maybe they need to have a double bond. So it might be two two atoms that have two free electrons and you have to oh. go over like a thing in the middle of the room. And if you go over it, it will bond again. Right. And eventually you get another one where you can divide the a- atoms within the molecule. Wow. And essentially like gas. And you can like uh, drop it, stuff off. Yeah, that is it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And whenever you finish a level, it tells you what you made and what you use it for. And some of them, they say very scary things like this is a non-stable uh, molecule. It will react with itself. And we're like, oh, that's scary. And so this is really here. cool. It's on it is uh, apparently frequently on sale on the Epic Game Store. I bought it on the Epic Game Store for $2.99. Ooh, get after it. Um, it's f- full retail price is $10. Truthfully, if you like puzzle games, like if you really like puzzle games or you really like chemistry or both, it is worth the full price. I played this for a few hours and definitely got $10 worth of play out of it. I think the puzzles are ingenious. It's a minimalist design. Ooh, I um, love that. You play it with just a little WASD on the keyboard. You press R to restart, Z to go back. It's got an undo, a very generous undo feature. And That's great. you just go at it. And over time, it makes you make a whole bunch of cool... Now, you make water a bunch of different ways, right? Cool. But, but that's okay because it's like that's how they get you started. And then eventually they give you more and more and more different atoms and make more and more complex stuff. And then you kind of learn what all these things are. Mm-hmm. I think it was fascinating. Again, it's on the Epic Game Store for 10 bucks. I got it on sale. And my understanding from some of the things I Googled about it is that it is frequently on sale. Even at 10 bucks, I think it's worth it. I think this is one of those ones that like maybe if it was on Apple Arcade, it would be really cool. Like yeah. Because it does scream kind of like swipe controls. But at the same time, I really did kind of like messing around with it with the keyboard. Um, it, and it's just so pretty. It Because of how minimalist it is, it really... That's what made me think iPhone because it's just so clean Mm, with the design. But yeah, it's really good. And these puzzle designers, they are, they know what they're doing because it really does slowly drip feed the difficulty in, in a way that didn't make me feel stupid. And a lot of puzzle games do. Yeah. And there are definitely puzzle games out there that even if they do a good job onboarding you, they get to a point where it's like, what am I supposed to be doing here? I, what, how, what? It just ends up being a lot. Yeah. So that is Soko Bond. And Soko like Bond. Said, it's, it's on the Epic Game Store. It's really good. I, I highly recommend it. Highly. Especially right. for puzzle game aficionados. Chef Kiss. All right. Well, I will have to go and take a look at it the next time that I remember to log into my Epic Game Store account. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, that's relevant considering some of the documents that have been leaked. That's a tease. Y'all are going to talk about that on Saturday. So Don't spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. No, listen, it's going to be great. You guys are going to have all sorts of fun stuff to talk about. So we are. Um, speaking of fun things to talk about. Segway. Yeah. Good you one. You played another game. I did. Cozy Grove. Cozy Grove. That's right. So this is by the folks that made Alpha Bear. This is the Spry Fox. I think they are. They are called. So Cozy Grove is like Animal Crossing, and also like Story of Seasons. 
but it's haunted. So you show up on this island and you are a spirit scout and you can design your little spirit scout to your heart's content. And once you have your little spirit scout, your spirit scout discovers a spirit fire and this spirit fire talks and helps guide you through illuminating the um, the island that you're on, this grove or, or what have you, because it is an island. You get stranded there eventually. Mm-hmm. And... With the spirit fire, you feed, you feed it spirit wood, and then the fire just kind of like blossoms outwards and reveals more parts of the map and more souls that you can end up helping. And these souls will eventually become things like uh, a mail carrier. They will become a ship captain. They will become a blacksmith. And even somewhere for you to purchase and sell things in a general store. Okay. Now, I've only played Cozy Grove for a couple of hours, but this game is designed to be played in very, very small stints. So think of Animal Crossing. Like when you get up and you get into your island, and honestly, I haven't been to my island in a couple of weeks, but when you get up and you get into your island, you, you're you only there for like an hour maybe two hours tops once you've played through a lot of the content. And there is content that is real-time calendar day, calendar hour, so to speak, like real-time like locked where you have to wait a day or you've got to wait a few hours before you can do, and in real time, before you can continue the story. So clearly the developers behind Cozy Grove were making an experience that was meant to be digested in very, very small, uh, in small bites. So Cozy Grove has a lot of the really interesting pieces that go along with a lot of these social and building simulators. So there's crafting, there is gathering, there is discovery, and you can like you know, you can clear away root or, or leaves and you can dig up mounds and, you know, it's just, and you can pick up shells and branches and what have you. I think I've like gotten a bunch of mushrooms because I want to, you know, I want to make food eventually. I haven't figured out how to make food in the game yet, but Cozy Grove is, is really cool. Like it's really interesting. And I like it because it's kind of creepy. Like it feels like the kind of game that my daughter would love, you know, because Vivi is like this creep monster, this tiny, cute, sweetheart of a creep monster, but a creep monster nonetheless. And I, I think that she would really love this game, like genuinely. So, so yeah, I'm, uh, I played it on Indie Friday. I guess it was Indie Thursday last week. Um, I played it on the Thursday last week because I had a a wedding to go to on Friday. My first post-vaccination event. I know. I I, I heard all about it. I was very excited for you. I know. And we hadn't done anything in like so long. We'd been sheltering in place for so long. So, so yeah, um, I had a great time with Cozy Grove. I'm really looking forward to spending more time with it and really like digging into what it means to be a spirit scout and why spirit scouts exist. I really, I'm intrigued by the lore and I want to know why. Cool. It does look great. 
I mean, I know you said it was like 15 bucks on the various oh, stores yeah. that it is on. Yeah. Very it's inexpensive. Not, it's not expensive at all. And it's so worth it. Full price. Like you're going to get at least 15 bucks worth out of this game. It's very, very charming. Sure. All right. So that's Cozy Grove from Spry Fox. And that's, that's on everything. Right. I think like. so. Yeah. I know it's on Switch. Mm-hmm. That is where friend of the show Nicole Tanner is is playing it, and I know you're playing it on PC. I am pretty sure it's on the other consoles too. Um, I think so. It's worth worth a look see, everybody. So I'm going to talk about my last game. It is called Rain on Your Parade. Oh man, tell me everything. <sighs> I play. I am Rain, excited about this game. I play Rain on Your Parade on Xbox Game Pass, which continues to be the best value in video games and oh, right on your parade feels very Katamari Damacy donut County to me. Like you're mm-hmm. a thing moving around causing hijinks and mayhem. Right. In this case, you are a, a little rain cloud that is made out of cardboard because everything is made out of cardboard. Mm-hmm. And so you are, so it's like a diorama. And the idea is you are, your mechanic is that you can rain on things. Now, there Angrily. are certain, um, and yeah, I mean, you always have a smile on your face, although you can draw your own face if you That's want. So you can great. make it angrily, but you default to a smiley face. I left it as a smiley face. You can earn mischief. hats. Um, so you can have all kinds of hats. I wore a top hat for most of it. And so the idea is as you go through these stages, there will be different challenges. And so one of the things you can do is if you go above a different kind of liquid, sometimes you will absorb that liquid and you rain that down. So for example, there's one situation where you do oil and you are trying to draw a line from of a shorting power outlet to a bunch of cardboard boxes so as to make fire go there because then you (laughs) burn all the stuff in burn it all down uh, a warehouse another one you pick up like chemicals and you like acid rain on cars and stuff but most of the time you're dropping water i played it for like three hours which is a lot for this short of it because it really is a short game i burned through a lot of it it's very donut county very donut county and i mean that in the best way i love this donut is, county like you know um, my feelings on donut absolutely county. absolutely this is super cute it's super funny um it's it's a i mean it's a little darker because like you know you're burning a warehouse down you're dripping like acid it. rain on cars but like everything is meant to be stupid it's a vivi game yeah it's definitely a vivi game and totally so it game. is meant to be everything is playful and stupid in a mischievous way and you know the different there are different challenge there are different levels with different challenges some of them are you know find some of them are like find the hidden objects you know you got to drench the backpacks in the school and so you go around you got to find the backpacks and you know backpacks are hard to find in a school when there's a whole bunch of other stuff and some of them are paint this whole area and grow plants in it but don't get any of the people wet which is which is really challenging and some of them are get all the people wet and you know what they'll do is they give you a series of challenges and you have to mm-hmm. complete those challenges as, and you know that to earn your stars and those stars help you move on to open up farther levels it's it's kind of that model how very how very yoshi yeah exactly and um 
but uh, the fact that that particular unlock mechanic is used by it's used by everybody for a reason because it works there it are does. bonus objectives which some of them are devilishly hard no joke they are just you know th- there were some that I was just like you know what I'm good I don't need that star and I just moved <laughs> on uh, but if you complete all the stars you get a hat so you love um, hats. and then there are score chase ones where you gotta like you know hit a bunch of guys all at once and I thought that was kind of neat uh, that's fun I, again I can't recommend this game enough I think it's very cool especially if you have an Xbox uh, if you have Xbox Game Pass this is you definitely owe it to yourself to download this for five minutes and then play it um, I'm excited because, I'm gonna play it on my Xbox for sure yeah, I have absolutely. an Xbox that's just sitting on my desk it's not currently playing anything because I finished Spirit Fair. <laughs> Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm checking the Rain on Your Parade video game to see if it's available on anything else. I think it's available on Steam. Oh, it's as on well. all of the things. Ooh. Oh no, nope, not PS4. So it's on Switch, Windows, and various other computer stuff, and Xbox One. Xbox. Which means it's also available on Xbox Series X. And so it's not on PlayStation. So there's that. But whatever. This game is adorable. If you have either of those consoles, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, it's very cute. I'm very glad that I had a chance to play it. It is mischievous as heck. I like it. I love mischief. You know this. I I made for mischief. mischief, And I know these things. So that's it. That's around the horn. Beautiful. Oh, Um, I see it. I see rain on your parade right here on my Xbox store, right on my PC. Yep. It's right there. That's a beauty. So, uh, you know what time it is, Amanda? Oh, tell me what time it is, dude. It's word fill in puzzle time. Hick. So everybody, we've gotten requests for these. Oh, this is this is a good one. This is appropriate. So we still can't call these what they actually are because legal stuff. But you'll know exactly what we're talking about as soon as we get started. Everybody listening. Yeah, we're giving you the wink. Wink. So, um, Amanda. Yeah. I would like a plural noun, please. Uh, pens. And I would like an adjective. Creative. Creative. Oh, we got John Roble in the chat saying to bring it. Uh, yeah. John, I would like you to give me uh, two adjectives, please. Amanda, I would like an animal. Ooh, wolf. A wolf. And a noun. Hmm. Ring. Okay, I got my adjective. Ooh, voracious. Uh, Voracious. Beauty. And then clumsy. John, are you hungry? He may have just gotten back from his workout, so he may be. Might be hungry. um, Now, Amanda, I would like a plural noun. Uh, peaches. Peaches. And I would like a noun. <sighs> Always hungry. Same. Same. Just a singular noun? Yes. Flower. And an adjective. John, I would like an adjective and a noun from you. And one adjective. of them I'm just going to take from you is hungry. <laughs> I'm stealing. So. Um, patient. Patient. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I would like a noun. Mm. Gonna me, he's going to make me use that, isn't he? Oh, gosh. 
Uh, how about lamp? I do love lamp. You do love lamps. I do. And he gave me my noun. It is elbow. And I need, uh, John, I need a plural noun from you. And Amanda, I need two nouns. Two nouns from me. I'm going to say tree. What's the other thing? How about nose? Got it. All right. So now we do my uh, voice acting. So here we go. This is the stock market. Capitalism made easy. Oh, we're talking stonks today. We're talking stonks today. It's relevant because Dogecoins hit 60 cents for the first time ever. It did. Um, <laughs> the whole world. I may or may not know three people in my household that have invested in Dogecoin. I um, am not I one own, of them. I own a single Dogecoin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, only because I had several and today when it hit their cap, I sold, uh, all but one of them. And my plan is to buy, is to wait until they go down to 30 cents on like Thursday, which they're gonna. And then when Elon Musk is on SNL this Saturday and they go up because, because of course they're going to make a Dogecoin joke and they're just going to go to the moon. Then I'll, then I'll sell to the moon. Yeah. So anyway, because um, they Dogecoins are proving that all money is made up. It's the fa- it's my Seriously, favorite thing in the currency world. Currency is fake. Currency yeah. is absolutely fake. If you want to have that conversation with me about how currency is fake, hit me up on Twitter. Yeah, let's do that. Let's uh, but not here because right now we're talking about the stock market. Capitalism made easy. So do it. this is how I made one million pens on the stock market. It's simple. At the present time, any creative investor with a little capital should be able to double his or her pens in a few months. All the experts agree that we are nearing the end of the wolf market. Just recently, (laughs) for instance, the American Ring and Foundry Company has shown a voracious trend. Conditions indicate a clumsy market for their principal product. Automatic peaches. So automatic. conditions indicate a clumsy market for their principal product, which is automatic peaches. International Telephone and Flower Company also looks hungry. At the end of the last fiscal lamp, they were earning $10 <laughs> an elbow. And another patient tip is Consolidated Tree. This outfit manufactures and sells electronic cars of a very moist quality. But whatever you do, act now. Remember that (laughs) prosperity is just around the nose. Just around the nose. You heard it here, folks. The wolf market. Let's go. The the wolf market. The topic this week, we're going to talk about metaverses. Yes, we are. And I said that and half of the people that were watching just clicked away. Guys, I promise it's actually really interesting. I spent... Yesterday was my sec was my day after COVID shot fog. And so really I figured out that all I could do, literally all I could do was watch YouTube videos that was anywhere productive. So you know what I did? I went down the rabbit hole of watching yeah, you YouTube can- videos about the metaverse and what metaverses are. And believe it or not, there's a lot to talk about. So Amanda, 
There is. Within the context of video games, because we could talk about this like all over the place, but within the context of video games, as is applicable to us, what in the world is a metaverse? So the metaverse, as it applies to video games, is creating games as platforms so that there are games within games, that there are experiences within experiences. We've seen this with Roblox. We've seen this with Fortnite, with Fortnite's concerts and with um, their creative mode. And with Roblox, they have games within their game, effectively making their game a platform. Minecraft is moving in the direction of a metaverse as well, although they will never explicitly say so, or likely will not explicitly say so. So metaverses are, it's becoming a buzzword, but it does have context and meaning because it expands the definition of what a game is. Is Fortnite just a game or is Fortnite a playground? Is Fortnite an experience to be shared that goes beyond just clicking buttons and and shooting, you know, shooting your opponents? The the whole idea of the metaverse within video games is very individual to the various different companies, the various different developers and games that are purporting to develop them. So I don't want to get into the weeds too much about what a metaverse technically is, why it's important. I mean, I can talk about why it's important, but we can we can get there later. I can talk about the business stuff, especially. Well, I, I want to add. I want to add one thing, and then we can go because this might actually help us. Because one of the things I found is I found three definitions, like concise definitions, throughout the internet that I thought I would yes. throw out there because I think it might we might be able to explore them. Okay, um, let's do it. So one of them was, and this is this is just straight up someone attempting to define it specifically, as uh, they defined it as an alternate digital reality where people work, play, and socialize. Now the work part, let's just throw that out for now, <laughs> because that's that's where things get crazy. But the idea of a kind of an, the the idea of like an alternate digital reality, I think. Th- when you talked about is Fortnite a playground, that's where that comes in, right? Like we talked yep. about all our kids got locked in for this last mm-hmm. year, right? Oh, yeah, not yeah. everybody. Most of our kids got locked in, right? And uh, we talked all last year uh, on, I mean, I know you talked on Twitter and, you know, friend of the show, Dr. Rachel Cower talked about how valuable it was yeah. to give kids these digital playgrounds to play. And, um, and they were treating Fortnite games, not for what they were, but as just like a, a chat room that had stuff going on right yeah exactly um and the creative where they were just all hanging out and they were just sharing ideas or they were just messing around correct but it was their playground exactly yeah of course (laughs) because when you get when you put a bunch of nerds together they meme obviously so actually a group of nerds is called a meme is it is that true no i I just made that up i mean i I, listen i'm using it I, you know what? I'm going to be real with you. I would believe you on that. I, I don't think that's out, out of the realm. So another definition, and I actually like this definition better, um, is that it is a mass participatory form of media, meaning it is media that everyone is kind of a part of and in. Now, 
I've played I've played MMOs my entire life, right? Same. And but the MMOs that I have played have all had like a very singular focus, right? You play World yes. of Warcraft, you are playing World of Warcraft. Now there may be different activities within that, but at the end of the day, you are playing that game. A video game. And when I played Dragon Realms, it was a series yeah. of text-based chat rooms. But at the end of the day, we were man, that's playing. a throwback. I still have my character, Dwarf and Paladin, by the way. Of course, the idea is we were always playing. Dragon realms, even though we were in that same thing, right? But like, as soon as you add in the ability to do other stuff, it, it kind of moves from being like an online game into what we've been talking about, right? This, yeah. The idea of a metaverse. Roblox is probably the first. I think Roblox is probably the first one, right? Like that really kind of broke through. Uh, the first one was, I'm sure, I Second think Life. So. Yeah. But- well, I mean, that's that's also a valid that's a valid definition. Second Life was also a very strange experience, very singular, and there hasn't really been much like it since then. Yeah. But that was also like that was blurring the lines between what a metaverse is and what just a full on sim- social simulator is. So it's just, yeah, it blurred that line. And I think it certainly broke down some barriers to have bigger discussions about what the metaverse actually means. Yeah. And the, the reason and the, before I, you know, I just want to say one more thing and then we'll go off. And I, I certainly don't want to interrupt you. The reason I wanted no, to do this okay. topic. The reason I wanted to do this topic is I was reading information from a Microsoft investor call, and it's awesome that you brought up Minecraft, and that one of the takeaways from the Microsoft investor call was they were talking about the importance of the metaverse and you know metaverse game mechanics and more appropriately like monetization in that and wanting to explore that with their various properties. Minecraft is probably the prime example of one, which you are right. The the likelihood of them ever referring to the Minecraft metaverse, like the likelihood of them saying Minecraft metaverse, like on a stage is very slim, is very slim. But, you know, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's it's like some version of a duck. Exactly. Um, That is a that's also a football reference for uh, John Robel in the chat. EFG expansion team member. Well, um, so it's quack. So (laughs) and that's for me, it's like, yeah, they're probably not going to call it that. But like the idea is already when you download Bedrock Minecraft. Yep. You already have the survival mode, which has its yes. single player and multiplayer, which are yes. different experiences, single player, and multiplayer and creative, which is infinity because you can do, you do whatever you anything want. in there. We've seen people programming. I mean, have they made Doom run in Minecraft yet? If they haven't, someone is working on it. Someone is likely working on it. If and they make Doom or Counter-Strike work in Minecraft, that yeah, will be Doom, quite, the time, run quite the time. Does, yeah, does Doom run on it in Minecraft? Yeah, probably. <laughs> and then the other piece is when you get once you get servers involved, like when you head into Minecraft, like the Java edition, like every time yeah. I see, every time I walk away, my son is playing on a different server where the the rules are so different, and they're right. they're playing a game that is vaguely Minecraft, but like but I don't know, fun. like what do you mean bed wars? But like the idea is that you're trying to blow up your opponent's beds because then they can't respawn. And I'm like, wow, that's that makes perfect sense. Just don't call it something different. But like the I don't know. I just don't like the way it sounds. It carries a negative connotation, I think. However, um, fair. 
once they explained the tactics to me, I was like, that is crazy cool. And then they they capture the flag and all sorts of stuff like that. Like figuring out how and, and the fact that you can make stuff in the Minecraft store and sell it and make like real money. And you can. They have paid out millions and millions yeah. of dollars in UGC user generated content revenue. Yeah. It's it's so fascinating to think about what they've been able to do with Minecraft. And that's Ooh. before metaverse was like the the buzzword and now they're like oh wait we got this thing and all and other companies are thinking of it the same way i'm sure epic is thinking of the same way with minecraft we saw you know apex legends added mm-hmm. a new mode they're doing more stuff like the idea of one thing having lots of different ways to communicate and play together you're getting closer to breaking through that barrier it's so crazy yeah. so the, now i have said my piece this is my uneducated things that i learned yesterday which is pretty impressive learning that's awesome for being in uh, a moderna fog oh what, yeah what, what do you so what do you think like is this something we gotta well th- ask we- me questions ask me questions what do you want to know Here's what I want to know. I want to know um, this isn't something that parents have to really like actively think about right now. No, no, I'm not even sure they ever really need to think about it. Like a metaverse is just essentially like as far as parents are concerned, metaverses are games within games. Yep. It is experiences within games and different ways to interact either socially or mechanically with a game that essentially turns that game into a platform for other games, for other experiences. That's it. That's all you need to know. So maybe maybe then the one thing they need to think about or be prepared for is that a game is not just what is presented on the package. They might need to be prepared for Minecraft is not just... Digs and builds. Digs and builds. Minecraft will also be access to user-generated content, to servers where you're playing online with strangers, to... And the ESRB does have specific subtypes on their labels so that you know that, look, user-generated content is not rated and online interactions are not rated, so you have to be careful. But they have it all on the label whether that label is digital or, or physical so that parents can be informed about what their kids are potentially going to be getting into. We are likely going to be seeing an uptick in the usage of not just metaverse as a buzzword, but metaverse as like a, as an experience. Sure. And the thing to keep in mind is that when you talk to your kids about screen time, you need to make sure that you're having that holistic conversation about, this isn't just a game. This is more than a game. This is a playground. This is a social space. This is a place that kids and teens are coming together and they're doing more than just gaming. They're socializing, they're experiencing, they're learning, they're growing. And they're, you know, in some games, they're building, right? They're being creative. So, when you look at the whole screen time options, make sure that you take that into account that for many children and for many teenagers, these metaverses are so much more than games. Yeah, I I, I agree with you on that. I think, you know, the problem part is, and this is the challenge for parents, is this is when I bumped into Roblox and I talk about how much I dislike Yeah, it, yeah. Is that... For every capture the flag game, which is basically just Fortnite, yeah, right. 
Um, you know, they have hundreds of battle royale games, some of them good, some of them bad. Who cares? They're battle royale games or capture the flag games, things that we know we've played team deathmatch. We've played those for of course, decades. For at this years. There is a town role playing game where legitimately some people are role playing in a town and then otherwise some people are at parties and things happen there that I'm not particularly stoked about. Now, so it, it means that like when a parent asks me and I get this all the time, you know, we'll get a message or someone will come up to me knowing that I do what I do and they'll say, hey, my mm-hmm. son really wants to play or my daughter really wants to play uh, Roblox. What do you think about it? And I always my first instinct is, man, it really, it really sucks. Like it really bothers me and I don't like it. And, and the reason I don't is just because it's so hard. To, like if, if somebody's like, I want to play Mario Kart, I can, I feel comfortable recommending Mario Kart to anyone because right. no matter what you're doing within the confines of Mario Kart, the worst case scenario is you're driving your car backwards. That's it. That's the nightmare scenario is you're driving your car backwards. and Or you end up off the side of a track or you end off because a, or you're or like in like rainbow, that. like rainbow road or something. Yeah, exactly. If you're me, you're driving off the tracks because I'm hilariously bad at games, right? Like the actually, I'm pretty, the good Mario, I'm pretty good at Mario That's Kart. That's debatable. Hey, you, you be quiet. Oh, oh dad, you got called out. You um, got called out. I will destroy you in Mario Kart, son. Just go stop. Back to your podcast. <laughs> Give in to your anger. Go, go watch some Give anime. Give in to your hatred. So, so anyway, oh, Mega Mom in the chat. Rainbow Road literally gives her nightmares. Listen, right? Rainbow Road is a terrifying thing. So, like, I feel comfortable. Like, even like Street Fighter, right? Like, okay, Street Fighter Five. Yeah, I know what I'm recommending. Yeah, I know what I'm recommending. What the, you see is what you I, get. I exactly. I know what the worst case scenario is. I can tell you what it is. With Roblox, people are making new stuff all the time. So for now, it's like, you know what? You got to watch out for the house parties. And this is what I say. It's like, listen, if they're just going to play Battle Royale and capture the flag with their homies, rock on, whatever. If that's what they want to do, I think there are better Battle Royale and capture the flag games. Um, But Halo says hello. Yeah. Halo says hello or Fortnite. well, the one thing that I don't like is going people back to use Fortnite. Well, it, and the reason is because Fortnite's ubiquitous. For me, I don't like it when people use Roblox as an alternative to Fortnite because no. at the end of the day, they're the completely game, different. They're different, but the game modes that kids are going to want to play in Roblox are just garbage versions of Fortnite. So it's just sure. you know, they're just not as good. But but I'll say watch out for the house parties in Roblox. But then mm-hmm. someone's going to make something else that I sure. didn't recommend again. So there's more stuff to watch out for. So maybe the real discussion here that's relevant for parents isn't necessarily the metaverse. It's user-generated content. Yeah. Well, I think, that, I mean, those kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, a lot of, like, absolutely. Part of what makes a metaverse, especially in games, is when users go out and they make things and they share them with the community. So what's the real solution here? If you are, if we are building metaverses, if developers are building us metaverses to to play in, to build in, what do we, what's the next step then? What do we need in order to feel safe and secure with allowing our children to partake in these metaverses, in in these experiences and and 
platforms without getting into the weeds, without having to like be looking over our children's shoulders in order to see what they're playing. What's the solution? Well, I mean, I think the biggest one, and this is something we talk about with games that don't have user-generated content, is we got to talk to them about what is appropriate and what's not so they can recognize it when they get there. And so... Absolutely. I think, you know... Giving, I asked knowing full well what the answer was. Yeah. But well, I love it. I mean, it. listen, that's what that's half of what podcasting is. It's just performative Q&A. So... <laughs> I should, I should definitely meme that and put that on my new consulting page, um, podcast. I do performative Q&A Q so, for a living. <laughs> Man, I wish I was doing this for a living. I would have to do a lot more of it to do it for a living. Ultimately, it comes down to the solution to all problems with kids finding stuff in video games and the internet, etc., is to talk with them because... Most kids. Oh, I'm the pod father. That's my new name, by the way. I or love Jeff that. Locker. I I am going to put that on a flipping T-shirt. That's um, happening. So I feel like there's qualifications for being the pod father. Like I need more than just a handful of people to have been inspired into their new life's work because of me. Like I need there's like there's there's a rubric, I'm sure. But so anyway. Or maybe it's like the Dread Pirate Roberts and you just assume the mantle. It could be. I could just decide. The The answer to all of these things is communication and engagement. Talk. Yeah. And talking about it. Yeah. Because we are never going to be able to predict everything. You and I no. know a lot. And we see mm -hmm. a lot. We live on the internet. I see this stuff We're come to me chronically online. Chronically, chronically online. Chronically is a very good term for it. Right. And the only way really to to really encourage our kids is to talk to them and let them know what's appropriate. Because for the most part, if our kids know what we think is appropriate and we give them that information proactively, mm -hmm. they will, in a lot of cases, I can't guarantee it for everybody, but in a lot of cases, yeah. they will self-police. My kids yes. have been very good historically. Mine too. At, at wow, this is a grown-up game and I'm not going to mess with it. Or at the very least, they will ask me, you know, it, Be dad, like, dad is this a game? what's going on? Can we yeah. play this? And as my kids have gotten older, because I mean, again, I've been doing this for eight years and I have a 15 year old now. Obviously, the things that I let him play now are very different very than things different. that I would have let him play when I just started. And so, yeah. and he has been very good about not even asking for stuff. He doesn't even ask for stuff that he knows. I mean, unless he's memeing because he's 15. So sometimes he memes. So but sometimes like, he trolls. I mean, he's 15. So of course he trolls. But like even he doesn't ask for crazy stuff, you know? And yeah. so he um, – and the reason for that is because I was like, listen, the world – there's so much, you know? And let's just talk about it and let's play together or at the very least, let's play while I'm here. You know, because a lot of parents are worried, like, I'm never going to be able to get on the controls with them. That's not my thing. Uh, I'm not saying you got to, like, get down and dirty with them, but at least be yeah. there and talk to them but about it. Exactly. It's the same kind of conversations that we have with our kids every at every step in their content journey. And every time that I talk about content, I really do bring it back to some children have more refined palates. They're more able to digest content that is maybe a little bit more mature than most children would be able to handle their age. And some children 
Not so much. And it all comes down to individual conversations, individual needs. And when it comes to user-generated content, making sure that you are honest and forthcoming and allow them to come to you and say, listen, I saw this thing. It was really messed up, but I wanted to talk about it. And I want to make sure that never happens again. So what do I do? Like being open to those conversations, especially when mistakes are made or when, you know, decisions are made that might not have been the right decision. So yeah, that's, I mean, everything comes down to communication. Everything comes down to me to communication. Yes. So today we learned two things. We learned vaguely what a metaverse is. And I say vaguely because all of us have a vague understanding because it is constantly evolving. That's the one thing I learned yesterday is that nobody knows what it's eventually going to look like. Yeah, Um, we really don't. We know where it started. It started in Snow Crash, which was uh, a book written by, I think, Neil Stevenson. Yeah, Neil Stevenson and published in the early 90s. Like We know where the concept of the metaverse came from, but we have no idea technologically where it's going to land. Yep. But what we do know from what I saw yesterday is that this is not going to be one company that does it. This is going to be everybody dipping their toes in it and doing a little bit, and then it will be a massive collaborative effort. And from my perspective, my opinion for whatever that's worth, I think a lot of it will be changing the way we interact with websites on the internet. Because if the internet just turns into a shopping mall that we exist in and can do stuff in, then what the heck noise is that? Oh, my son is my middle son totally breaking down the podcast and our meaningful conversation is playing with a bottle of bleach wipes and turning the plastic wrapper around the thing. Don't mind me. It's fine. Dude. All good. <laughs> I love that he comes off of mute to be like, dude. <laughs> It's going to be really interesting watching all this. It's going to be really interesting watching all this play out. So what we learned today is we learned vaguely what a metaverse is. Yep, number one. But we also reinforced that even in the face of weird technology that we don't fully understand, we don't need to resort to new tools to manage it with our kids. No, it's the 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 same thing. Yeah, just talk to your kids like they're people because they are. They're small people, they're little. but they're people. That's it. And with that, Amanda, we did it. We did. This, everybody, has been episode 262 of the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. I am so go. glad that all of you are here in the chat. Uh, Amanda, I am so glad that you are here with me. Folks, my pleasure. thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed as much as Amanda and I enjoyed recording. We're going to be back next week for Board Game Week. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Where We're going to talk about some board games and enjoy it. Um, But don't forget, there's plenty more stuff here on twitch.tv slash engage family gaming. I'll be back here on Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the EFG show. And that will be Jeff Walker from the Frozen North and I talking about maybe some of the funny stuff that came out of the the court case that's been going on between Epic and Apple. We're not going to go too deep into it because I can't. But leave the weeds for virtual economy. We're going to leave the weeds for virtual economy. We'll let you have all that stuff. But we're going to have some fun with it. 
Yeah. And we're also, we're going to talk about fun video game announcements because believe it or not, there has been some cool news this week. Um, and, you know, so it's going to be a wild time, everybody. Uh, and then next Monday is World of Warcraft Monday, which is always fun for me. I missed this past week because, oh my goodness, was I recovering from my Moderna shot. So everybody, I hope you have a wonderful week. We will see you next time. And until then, don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.